Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Good day to be in church, or you'd rather be at the beach. You want to be in church, right? For David said, I was glad when they said unto me, hallelujah. Can I please have the offering and pray over the offering? Father, we thank you for this offering. We bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Like we said over and over again, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Amen. And um, you make a father happy by obeying him, not by saying happy Father's Day. Most fathers will agree with me. Oh? Yeah. If you say happy father to a father, you still don't obey the father. What's the use? Like, then it becomes like good morning. If you say happy, you make your father happy by obeying him. Amen. That's the real happy father's day. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's learn some verses. Psalm 24 verse 1. One, two, go. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. Psalm 24 verse 1. Again, the real Father's Day is obeying your father. Not, not saying that Father's Day, Father's Day, Father's Day, don't obey your father. It's useless. Hallelujah. The real happiness that the father gets is when you obey. Amen. So, we are all blessed. Amen. So, I, since it's Father's Day, Father, Father, I just want to talk about, I want to say something about this whole fatherhood business. Are you ready to listen to this whole fatherhood business? Hallelujah. Are you ready to listen to this whole fatherhood business? You know, the first thing I will say about fatherhood is that father, okay, father, daddy, papa, okay, whatever you call it. Papi. Pops, whatever you call it. The first thing I will say about it is that it is the highest office. Amen. It is the highest office that anybody can occupy. Why do I say so? You have, you have uh, uh, mayors, you have governors. You even have president. Do you understand? These are all offices that people occupy. Are you here with me? Are you listening to me? Wake up, especially the little ones. These are all offices that people occupy. And sometimes, sometimes you may not even like the person, but once he sits in the office of the president, you have to respect the office. Because I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people don't like this current president. 
they don't like him as a person. I'm sure a lot, a lot of don't like him as a president, as a, as a person. But because the office that he's sitting, you can't talk to him anyhow. Because you have to respect the office. I mean, but for the office, you, wait, you let him come out of the office, you see how people will do with him. But because of the office, you have to respect the office. Are you hearing me? So sometimes you may not even like the individual. By the office the person occupies, you have to respect the office. Are you hearing me? So when it comes to positions or titles, the highest office above mayors, above governors, above ministers of states, above presidents is the office of a father. Hallelujah. The office of the father. Why do I say it's the highest office? It's the highest office because that's the office God, God occupies. That is God's position. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ taught us how to pray. He said when you pray, he didn't say, say our president. Or our mayor. Or our governor. He says, say what? He says, says what? He says what? Our father. So, the office, so God, his opposition or his office is the office of a fatherhood. Hallelujah. And if we respect presidents because of the office they occupy, then anybody who occupies the office of a fatherhood needs a fire higher because that is God's office. Are you hearing me? That is the highest office. Amen. So it means that this whole fatherhood office needs to be respected well. Hallelujah. And why? You see, why? Sometimes, just like, you must know how to respect the president. <laughs> because let me tell you something. If you go say nonsense about the president, you, be, you, you can go to jail. Do you know you can go to jail? I think somebody recently did a comedian. He cut off the... What happened to the person? She lost her job. Because he, he did a what? Animation and cut off the president. But if the person does animation of you and cut off your head, nothing happens to the person. Are you hearing me? So in the same way, because of the importance of a fatherhood and the office of a father, you have to be very careful relating to a father. If, just as if you make a cartoon cutting of the president, you can lose your job. If you make a mistake of maltreating a father or not respecting a father, your whole life can be cut short. Hallelujah. So, this, so that's what I'm teaching about fatherhood. So, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a small office. Hallelujah. So, basically, it is, a, it is one of a father is a a father is somebody you must be careful about. Hallelujah. Just like we are careful about the president. You must be careful about the father. In the sense that if you know how to relate to a father, it will bring you a blessing. If you don't, you don't relate to a father well, it will bring you a case. Do you get it? Is it simple? Are you hearing me? Because if you relate well with the president, you can get a good job. If you don't relate well, you can be in trouble. 
if you relate well with the father. Hallelujah. Because you see, the Bible says, but let me talk about fathers and fathers and longevity. Father, fathers and longevity. How long or how well you do is purely based on your relationship with your father. And I'm going to show it in the Bible. Not my own teachings, but the Bible. Hallelujah. Yeah. And for that matter, matters too. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. Children, are you, are you listening to me? In a sense, we are all children, so we all, all should listen. Amen. Shake your neighbor, say you are a child. You are a child. Some of you are acting like you are grown up. Say you are a child. Ask the person, do you have a father? Do you have a mother? Then you are a child. So this verse also applies to you. When you say children, then we'll be thinking, we're always thinking about the little, little ones. Your beard doesn't mean a squat. You are a child. Hallelujah. Once somebody gave birth to you, you are a child. You are somebody's child. Amen. So what does it say? Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Verse 2. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Verse 3. That it may be well, not with them. If you honor your father or your mother, <laughs> you're not doing your dad a favor. I'm preaching. My message is very serious this morning. If you honor your father, <laughs> you're not doing him a favor. If you honor your mother, you're not doing your mother a favor. It is for you. Hallelujah. Sometimes we, we get our mind all twisted up. Oh, I mean, if I honor him, then I'm praising him. It's for him. I won't honor him. No, no, it's for you. So anybody who's your father, your biological father, your spiritual father, your ministerial father, if you honor that person, it is for your good. It is not for that person who's good. Are you hearing me? Because some of us are, oh, enough. Enough. It's for you. It's enough for you. You have not thought about it. That it may be well with thee. And that thou mayest live long on the earth. Hallelujah. Listen. Fatherhood. There are many fathers in your life. Hallelujah. And you must learn to honor them. Amen. So, it's, 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 it's an office and something that you must know how to handle. You handle it well, it brings a blessing. You don't handle it well, it brings a case. Amen. Look. So, what it also means is that the Bible says that it may be well with thee. So, what does it mean if you don't, if, if you, if you don't treat a father well? What does happen? What does it mean? And you, and, and, and that that may live long on earth. So, what does it mean? It means you will live what? Short on earth. That's what it means. Hallelujah. And this is the case. This is the case. Hallelujah. Uh huh. Thank you very much. This is a case. The case of see, when you dishonor a father, you bring a case upon yourself. Whether you were a Christian or not. Amen. 
I said, Amen. Because like I was teaching on Tuesday, for which most of you don't come. And you must begin to come on Tuesday. The Bible said, Christ has redeemed us. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ did not redeem us from every curse. There are various types of curses. The one that he redeemed us is the curse of the law. Christ did not redeem us from the curse of Adam. That is why whether you are born again or you are not born again, you still sweat before you eat. Christ did not re- redeem us from the curse of Noah. That is why whether you are Christian or not, once you, co- you carry a descendant of Ham, you struggle. Unless you need wisdom. Christ did not re- re- redeem us from the curse of Eve. That is why whether you are a Christian sister or not, when you have labor, because you are born again, when you, when you, are, in, when you are good to give birth, it does not mean it's pain free. You may be speaking in tongues. It you still have pain. You may even forget your name. This man has been there four times, so he knows this. <laughs> he has experience. <laughs> Hallelujah. And Christ has not redeemed you from the curse of disobeying your parents. I said Christ has not redeemed us. His death on the cross did not save you from being cursed by your father if you disobey. So you can be born again, tongue speaking. If you disobey a father, you are under a curse. And the blood of Jesus does not save you from that case. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, honor. That it may be well with you. Amen. Yeah. So you must learn. Hallelujah. And you know, I'm going to give you uh, I'm going to give you examples. You know, sometimes when you talk, people don't understand. So you give examples. So I'm going to give you examples in the Bible of people who disobeyed their fathers and it was not well with them and people who obeyed their fathers and it was well with them. So that you get, at least you, you get a pattern. Amen. You said that you see an example to obey and something to avoid. Hallelujah. So do you want the good one or the bad one first? You want the bad one first? Then we can end with the good one. The bad ones, right? Unlike, see, the Bible says, honor your father. It is well with you. If you don't honor your father, it is not well with you. Okay? And the Bible says, and, and the Bible talks about that you may live long or longevity or be in your position for a long time. Hallelujah. The first person, the first example I will give to you is Absalom. Absalom. Absalom was David's son. But he had problems with his father. He said, don't have a problem with your father. He had problem with his father. His father says A, Absalom says B. His father says, Absalom, study this course. He says, I will study this. Always challenging his father. Even when his father was the king and passing judgment, Absalom said, no, no, no. Come and see me. I'll give you a better judgment. Opposition. Yeah, that's Absalom. His problem was with his father, not with his mother. Anything his father says, he fought it. Yeah. Father passes judgment. I don't agree. His father marries a woman. Oh, he's too old. I should marry that woman. 
everything. His father says, Absalom, I want you to live on the north. No, I'll live on the south. Absalom, I want you to do chemistry. No, I'll do biology. Absalom, I want you to marry a white woman. I'll marry a black woman. <laughs> Anything his father says. So what happened to him? Because of disobedience of his father and total rebellion, he died at a very young age. One day he was coming from a battle. His long hair. Yes, he was handsome. He was good looking. He was great. But there was a curse upon his life. It doesn't matter how good looking, how handsome, how intelligent, how talented you are. When you don't obey your father, a curse comes upon your life. Yeah. The Bible said one day he was coming and his hair got caught in a tree. And he literally died by hanging. And listen to me. He died before his father. That's what happens. The normal pattern is that you should bury your father. But when you are a rebellious son, you will die before your father. When you are a rebellious daughter, you die before your parents. Because the normal pattern is that a child, a father should bury a child. But because of your rebellion, you will die before your parents. Because a curse comes upon your life. May nobody here be under that curse. I said, may nobody be under that curse. In the name of Jesus. Are you hearing me? How's the curse? Hallelujah. Another person. See, I'm giving you one physical and one spiritual. Another person who also lost, who also, I mean, lived short, was not well with him, was Lucifer. Lucifer. Listen to me. Lucifer did not come by himself. He was created by God. So in a way, he's a child of God. God is his father. God is the father of Lucifer. God is the father of Lucifer. God gave birth to Lucifer. God created him just like the angels. And the Bible said that he was great. He was handsome. He was multi-talented. Instruments were in his stomach. When he takes a step, we say boom, 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 boom. When he does it, when he spins on keyboards. That's how great he was. He was a minstrel. Walks in the midst of course of fire. How great, what a great guy. Opportunities and talents. But once again, he had a problem with his father. His father, his father is God. God gave birth to Lucifer. He did not exist on his own. He's no different from Gabriel, Michael. He's no different from them. Those were his contemporaries. He had a problem. He had an attitude. That boy had an attitude. And his was even worse. An attitude to the point that he wanted what his father has. Yeah. Attitude. Started rebelling. When God said that, God, God said, okay, Gabriel, Gabriel, Michael, Lucifer. What's the, what's the fourth one? I can't remember. But Gabriel, Michael, Lucifer. Tomorrow morning, I want you to go to the east gate and do some worship. Gabriel said, yes, daddy. Lucifer said, I'm going. 
It's too early. Every day instructions. <laughs> we just finished yesterday. We had, we had it on the east gate. Why can't you go to the west gate? <laughs> Every day instructions. Yeah. Gabriel, Lucifer, Michael. Tomorrow, I want you to go and have a meeting with the 24 elders. Every day, meet with the 24 elders. We are tired. They should know their job by now. <laughs> but Michael and Gabriel say, yes, daddy. He said, rebellious. To a point that, that you, see, you see, when you rebel for a long time, you get deceived. See, after, after being rebellious for a long time, you get deceived. You actually get deceived. You think you know. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing about the thing about rebellion. At a point, you think you know. So at a point, he thought he knew. So he began talking to some of the angels. Listen to me, guys. Look, I think there's something seriously wrong with Papa. The way he's behaving. And I'm telling you, you see, have you seen all these galaxies? All this nice thing that we see. Look, if we don't do something about it, the way this father is thinking, everything will be destroyed. Look, guys, we have to save the planet. And he, he, he was able to convince some stupid angels. That he, what he forgot was that he was created. That you may live long. Immediately, immediately, his whole ministry ended. His whole position ended. He was cut. That's the word. The Bible says he was cut down. He was cut down. Suddenly, no more Lucifer, but Satan. Total change of name. Change of name, change of position, change of time. He was cut down. His position changed. His inherent, everything changed. Because he had a problem with his father. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. How art thou fallen from heaven? Oh, Lucifer, son of the morning. How art thou cut down? Listen to me. If you rebel with a father, you will be cut down. To be cut down means you will be mowed. May that not be your story. May you not be cut down. I said, may you not be cut down. You know what it means to cut down? So like you are growing up, then something it's, it's different from it's different from you are not doing well. You are, doing, you are not doing well, you are going down already. But to be cut down means that you are going up. But a certain power pulls you down. Yeah. Because you are rebelling. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. May you not be cut down. I say, may you not be cut down. Amen. From today, learn this thing about Father. I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Now, let me talk about, those are the two bad examples. It's okay, right? Let me give you the two good examples, then we'll be done. Ah. The, two, the people who obeyed their father, I'm giving you two examples, and was well with them because they learned to obey the father. The first person was Christ. 
Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ always honored his father. He was the first person to tell us that. He was saying that, I cannot do anything by myself except what I see the father do. So basically speaking, Jesus Christ was a daddy's boy. In simple language, Christ was a daddy's boy. Daddy, what do you want me to do? Heal this man? Fine. When he went to heal, when he went to heal at the pool of Bethsaida, people were wondering, ah, how come there are so many sick people? How come you just come and heal this particular person? Why don't you touch this one? Why don't you touch this one? Then he told the people that listen to me. I don't do it based on what I want to do. I do it based on what my father says. I'm a father's boy. If daddy says, go to this school, I go to this school. If daddy says, marry this woman, I marry this woman. If daddy says, do this job, I do this job. If daddy says, I should wear this shirt, I wear this shirt. I'm a daddy's boy. Are you hearing me? my own self. I cannot of my own self do nothing as I hear. I judge and my judgment judge because I seek not my own but the will of the Father. By the will of who? By the will of who? I said by the will of who? Yes. That this boy. If that says do this. Let someone, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? This message is for you. Are you hearing me? I can't hear you. Are you hearing me? Are you going to do the will of the Father? Yeah. Yeah. It says, listen to me. Me, I don't do anything that the Father doesn't tell me. You see, the people are trying to see. Sometimes, oh, people will laugh at you. Oh, why? You have to obey your Father all the time. The answer is yes. And they say, why are you so afraid of your Father? At your age. Listen to me, boy. You're 18. You're independent. You can do whatever you want to do. Fool. Don't listen to those foolish talk. They are only leading you to a curse. Hallelujah. Father! I said, me? I don't do anything. If you see me driving this car, my father recommended it. Are you hearing me? Even marriage. Even marriage. Isaac married purely based on the recommendation of his father. He never had a problem. Jacob thought he knew how to rap women. So he went and wrapped his own wives and look at the trouble that he got. He labored. Problems. Difference. Jesus said, no, 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 me? Anything that I do, my father does. Hallelujah. Say amen. amen. Little one, say amen. amen. Yes. Save your life from a curse. It's a very important message I'm preaching to you. You bring a curse upon yourself. Hallelujah. That it may be well with you. And it would, that you may live long. That is why today, today, up to today, Jesus Christ is still great. He's, Felicia, he's dead and gone. 2,000 years ago. But because of the honor that he had for his father. Because the Bible said that you may live long. It may be well. That you may live long. That is why his name is still important. Because he lived a life in total obedience to the father. So today, 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 today. 
we still respect Christ. Hallelujah. Is Jesus Christ great? I said, is Jesus Christ great? The greatest. And he showed us that his secrets come from the honor he had for his father. Hallelujah. Listen, anybody who is a father figure in your life, you'd better learn to honor the person. Amen. Yeah. Especially the one who gave birth to you. Yeah. Gotta be careful. You gotta be extremely careful. You may have your own idea, but because daddy said it, you change your mind. That's how it will be well with you. Hallelujah. Like Bishop said recently. Bishop said recently, for those who listen to Bishop, he said some time ago, we used to say, oh, I mean, if, if somebody was going to marry, we say, oh, I mean, I mean, your parents, they don't understand. They are not Christians. They don't understand. That's why they don't want you to marry the person. Go ahead anyway. I mean, some of these parents, they are unbelievers. They don't understand. But today, after being in the ministry for a while and seeing things that have happened to people who disobey their parents, he sees no reason why anybody should marry against their parents' will. He said recently, and, I, and I've been with you for a long time, seeing what we have seen with people who married against their parents' will and what had happened. And, and this people are, I'm not talking about unbelievers, I'm talking about Christians who married against their parents' will. The thing that he has, we are seeing now, now he says that, look, he sees no reason why. He said, if your parents say they don't like this boy or this girl, leave it alone. Go and find one that they like. Because what he has seen with his eyes, he doesn't want to go that route again. We love this message. Yeah. yeah. Experience has taught us. You see, sometimes when you read the Bible, when you read the Bible, you don't get it. But when you see practical experience, now we understand this verse very well. Hey! The thing that we have seen with the people who rebel. Your father said, don't marry this person. Your mother, oh, he's not born again. These are my parents. They are unbelievers. They don't understand. The thing that we have seen over the years, there is no reason to allow it anymore. He said, look, now his stand is that if your parents says no, he will beg you go and find one that your parents will say yes. Or pray that your parents will change their mind. But that he will go ahead knowing what he has seen. I beg you. Amen. Well, 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 well. This is America. You know, I can marry whoever I want to marry. I beg you. I beg you. Just try and convince your parents. Okay? Or get somebody else to come and convince your parents. So they will agree. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do nothing. Hallelujah. Now, the second person, okay, the second person, which is a human being like you and I, because you can say Christ is God. A human being like you and I is David. Is who? David. I say is who? What was the summary of David's life? I preach it before you know. What was the end of David? How did they summarize David's life when he died? The Bible says he died in a good old days. He died in a good old age. Put that scripture. Full of days, riches and honor, and Solomon. Please, find, 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 find David's life summary. 
Hallelujah. Find it for me. And he died in a good old age, full of days, riches and honor, and Solomon his son reigned his state. This is the summary of David's life. Is it a nice summary? I said, is it a nice summary? Now, let's see, let's see, let's see how David related to fathers. Let's see how David related. Let's see how David behaved when it comes to fathers. Listen to me. Listen to me carefully. David was a warrior. If you mess with David, he will kill you. David is not like Solomon who was living peacefully in the palace, just marrying women and having parties. He was a fighter. You mess with David, he'll kill you. That's the guy I'm talking about. He wasn't a soft guy at all. You joke with David, he'll kill you. He's a warrior. The Bible says he was a warrior from his youth. He's not like his son Solomon at all. But let's see how, even though he's a fighter and a killer, how did he relate when it comes to fathers? First Samuel chapter 24 verse 11. First Samuel 24, 11. Are you, are you listening to me? I said, everybody, are you listening to me? I hope you're all awake. Because this is a very important point I want to make. Moreover, my father, who was he talking about? He said, he said moreover, my father, see, yea, see the skirt of thy robe in my hand. For in that I cut off the skirt of thy robe and killed thee not. Know thou and see that there is neither evil nor transgression in my heart. And I, have, and I have not sinned against thee, yet thou huntest my soul to take over it. This is David. He was referring to Saul. And he didn't call Saul king. He called him what? I said he called him what? I said he called him what? You see, you see, the point is that David saw that David saw Saul as the one through him he, he walked in the kingship anointing. So even though Saul is not his biological father, he still sees Saul as a father. In that yes, he, relate, he, he related to Saul as a father. And because he related to Saul as a father, that is why even though he's a killer, David don't joke. David don't joke. David will kill you. That's David. But because he saw and he understand the importance of father. When somebody says father, you don't touch him. Yeah. Anybody says you don't touch him. So suddenly, even though if, if, look, if it was somebody else, David would have killed the person one touch. David! Do you understand what I'm saying? But he saw that this, this is a father. I, 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 this is so when it comes to kinship, anointing, and things, this is my father. And therefore, I don't touch him. And I'm talking about somebody who was coming after him. Is somebody hearing me? I said, is somebody hearing me? Yeah. Yeah, he saw the man as a father. 
And therefore, so long as this guy is a father, I don't touch him. Hallelujah. And you see, I'm preaching to you, see. I am telling you this because you see, a lot of times, you see, a lot of, or most of, not all of them, but sometimes, sometimes you have a good reason to criticize the father. I say sometimes you have a good reason to criticize the father. Daddy is not always right. Kids, am I, am, am, is it true? I want to hear the young ones. Is that is not always right, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not the, yeah. That is not always, it's not every time that daddy is right. Is that true? The, the little ones are, I'm, I'm asking the little ones. Is it every time that daddy is right? <laughs> Clive is looking at me quietly. Is daddy always right? <laughs> I will not ask my sons because I'm sure they will say no. <laughs> so I'm not asking them. If I ask them, they will do Especially they will say, no, 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 no. And I know that I'm not. See, that, that thing is not always right. But the fact that that is not always right does not mean you should just rebel against father. Hallelujah. David had a lot of reasons to rebel. Against Saul. Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. Yeah. Look. David could have argued. Let me show you. First Samuel 15 23. First Samuel 15 23. The B part. Okay. For rebellion, this is Samuel talking to Saul. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and lottery. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. Okay? Samuel was telling Saul, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he had also rejected him from being king. So David could have said that, look, this Saul, God has already rejected him. Why don't I kill him? He's not needed anyway. Even God don't like him. Even God don't like him. Like somebody said, Reverend, you don't know my dad. He's a loser. Even his wife don't like him. <laughs> right? You don't know my dad. He's a loser. Even his wife don't like him. You describe your father, he's a loser. Even his wife don't like him. Bad, bad. And David could have said that. That even God has rejected this man. So what's the point in me honoring him? Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Number two, reason. First Samuel 18.10. First Samuel 18.10. And it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon. What spirit? Came upon who? What spirit came upon Saul? Was it a good spirit? What spirit? So David could have said that this man is demon possessed. Because Saul became demon possessed. Saul became demon possessed. 
evil spirits was operating. I'm showing that David had a lot of good reasons to kill and rebel. Because the evil spirit, demon possessed, demon possessed. Is your father demon possessed? Is your daddy demon possessed? The answer is no. And even though they and and, and you want to rebel. Your father may, I mean, a father may have a problem with alcohol. Maybe he's a drunkard, but it's not demon possessed. Your father cannot be worse than so. I'm talking to you. Your father cannot be worse than so. Demon possessed man. Rejected by God. Your father is only rejected by your mother, but it's not demon possessed. <laughs> Preaching to you. It's only rejected by your mom. It's only rejected by your mom. And your mom is not the Holy Ghost anyway. <laughs> I say your mom is not the Holy Ghost. If anything, your mom, your mom is closer to the devil than to God. So you're <laughs> Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So I'm talking about somebody who has been rejected by God, he's under the influence of evil spirits. And then number three, he wants to kill you. Does your father want to kill you? I said, does your father want to kill you? I'm asking you, has your father threatened to kill you before? I mean, the worst he has done, he has decided not to give you money or pay something for you, but he hasn't said he will kill you. Has your dad ever said he's going to kill you? No. I mean, the worst your father did for you was that he decided not to pay some fees for you or give him some money. And because of that, you are rebellious and you disrespect him. When David had a father who wanted to kill him, but he still respected him. Hallelujah. You see, be careful. You see, because you see, I agree with you and I say it again. Fathers are not always right. Tell your neighbor, daddy is not always right. I said, tell your neighbor, daddy is not always right. That is true. Okay? And tell the person, but that's no reason to disrespect him. Yeah. I'm preaching. Yeah. You see, and this message here, you see, that, I can tell you something. Because daddy is not always right. And the people who normally see most faults with fathers, okay, the people who see a lot of faults with parents are firstborns. Yes. I'm preaching to you. It's usually the older ones. It's usually the firstborns. They see a lot of mistakes with their parents. And it's understandable. Because you are the, you are the guinea pig. You are the one they are used to experiment. Before they had you, they have never been a parent before. A lot of them, they don't know what they are doing. So you are the one they experiment with. By the second and third, they know how to parent a child. <laughs> and, and, and because of that, 
about it. And because of that, a lot of firstborns tend to respect their parents. That is why a lot of firstborns also undercast. You find that most of the firstborns don't do well. Because they see too much. Yeah. So you, that's why you need to hear the word of God. And understand that even though I know somebody. It's not, I'm not making it up. I know somebody. I know their parents. That the boy did something and the, the boy opened his mouth and said, listen to me. You too. The boy told the father, you too. You have not been a parent before. I'm the first one that you are experimenting with. <laughs> he told his father, you are not right because you too have not been a parent before. So I am the first one you are experimenting with. And that boy up to today, he's struggling. No, his siblings are doing very well, but he is struggling. Up to today, he's struggling. From the home that he's coming, he must be well off by now, but struggling because he had this mind. Hallelujah. So it's not about your father being right or wrong. It's about the office. I'm preaching a good message. It's not about your father being right or wrong. It's about what? And the office demands what? Respect and honor. <laughs> Hallelujah. And David understood it. Look, every time I read this story about David, I see no reason why anybody should disrespect your father because your father cannot be worse than Saul. Ah! Your father cannot be worse. I know your father was a drunkard. He had a problem with your mom. He was lazy. He didn't take care of you. He had other women. But it does, at least he has not decided to kill you. At the very least, as your father tried to kill you. So if David, if David, Francis, you understand what I'm saying? If David can love his father in spite of all the father's faults, then you have no reason to disobey your dad. Hallelujah. That's why you should not be jealous of David. That is why he, he see, this is, that's why he died in a good old age, full of days, riches and honor. That is why his summary was died like, because, and that is why the name of David still continues. Luke chapter 1 verse 32. Luke chapter 1 verse 32. Let's, talking about Jesus Christ, he shall be great. And shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father who? The throne of his father who? Up to today, he's great. Not that he died good old days. Today, today, today. When you go to Israel, David is still revered. Today. The star. That's why, you see, their flag has what? The star of David. Not the star of Solomon. Solomon was very wise, very rich. But he never respected the father the way David respected the father. Not the star of Moses. The star of David. Until today. When you go to the parliament, the star is David. The Knesset. Because, you see, I'm talking about longevity. Lasting long. You will last so long that even when you are gone, your name still lasts because you respected the father. Hallelujah. So, my short message for you, my little ones on this Father's Day is that 
I'm summarizing my message that fatherhood is a unique office. Number one. Number two, fathers are not always right. Number three, your father cannot be worse than Saul. And number four, you have no reason to respect your father. Stand up to your feet. <laughs> Thank you. It's who you are. Can you sing that song? It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. I'm loved by you. It's who I am. Good father. You are a good father. You are perfect in all of your ways. Yes, Lord. A good father. thank you this morning that you are a good father you are perfect in all your ways father today on this father's day help us to have a good relationship with our fathers that they may be a blessing to us and not a case may our fathers cause us to rise to higher heights may our fathers not become a stumbling block but may they become a stepping stone may the fathers you have given to us become a stepping stone may the fathers not become a stumbling block cause us to fall, but a stepping stone for us to go higher. Father, we thank you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. With every eye closed and every head bowed for a few minutes before I sit down. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he sent the only begotten son, 
Jesus obeyed his father even to die on the cross so that he can save you and I. So please, for a brief moment, with every eye closed and every head bowed, for a short moment, you are not born again. When I say born again, I'm talking about going to heaven or hell when you die. If you are not born again, when you die, you go to hell. If you are born again, when you die, you go to heaven. As we die, all of us will die one day. The question is, where will you go when you die? Heaven or hell? And therefore, if you are not born again, you are not a Christian, you will go to hell. So today, you want to be a Christian, you want to be born again. Please, with every eye closed, for a few minutes, with every eye closed, you say, Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to be born again. Please lift up your hand. I want to go to heaven when I die. If you have not done this before, do it. If you have never done it before, do it. Unless you have, if you have done it, you have not done it before, please do it. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for the opportunity to be born again. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that saved all of us. We are grateful. And thank you for being a good father to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together and sit down. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.